You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're talking about end time events. These are four big prophesied events in the Bible which we're expecting will come to pass shortly. And uh, we've talked about two already, and this is event number three. Uh, big event number three that the Bible says is going to take place is the coming of Jesus to set foot back on this earth now for the second time. We refer that we, we refer to that as the second coming. And remember, there are two events that are leading up to this. Uh, the first event is Christ is coming back for his own. So Jesus Christ is coming back and gathering up all those who are saved, who are in Christ, and taking us up to heaven to be with him. Um, and uh, that's what's known as the rapture. And you don't want to miss the rapture. Uh, you want to make sure that you're ready for the, uh, for the coming of the Lord um, and that you're saved and that you'll be included when Christ comes back for his own. And the reason for that is because of what we talked about last week, and that's that everyone who is left here on this earth will have to go through a seven-year uh, period, which is called the Great Tribulation. It's a period of God's judgment on this earth. God it will pour out his wrath in judgment, and uh, during that time, there will be the rise of the Antichrist. And the Antichrist is the central opposing figure to Jesus Christ, and he'll set himself up as uh, the Messiah. Of course, he's a false Messiah. He is the Antichrist. And uh, the, the rise of the Antichrist and the tribulation really is the culmination of sins in the world. Right now, even the Bible says, there is the spirit of Antichrist in the world. And uh, we can all recognize that there is wickedness, there is evil in the world. And we have to ask ourselves, where does this evil come from? Well, we all have some evil in our hearts, and that's why Christ came to save us from the sin of our heart and to give us a new heart and to uh, restore our relationship with God. But for the vast majority of people in the world who do not receive Christ, who reject God's message of love and, uh, and, and just see no need for Christ, they actually, in their hearts, oppose Christ. And maybe you're watching today and maybe you oppose Christ in your heart. Maybe you haven't accepted Christ in your heart. And as we mentioned last week, there are only two choices in the spiritual world. Um, you can either receive Christ, and if you don't receive Christ, that is the same as embracing the Antichrist. And so, uh, at the end of this period of tribulation, uh, Jesus Christ is going to come back and set foot on the earth uh, for the second time. And when he comes, he's not coming as the babe in the manger like he did 2,000 years ago. He's coming as the conquering king. And so as Christians, that's what we look forward to. We often glance up into the sky, and we're looking for his coming. We're expecting the Lord Jesus Christ to come soon, 
And uh, when he does, we get to go to heaven with him and be there for the seven years of tribulation and then come back with him to this earth where he will set up his kingdom and reign as the king that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Uh, And by the way, we expect um, him to come soon, and one of the reasons is just because of the broad time frame of the Bible. And uh, think when we think about uh, the Old Testament, uh, going back to Genesis, um, uh, one of the first books of the Bible written, perhaps the first book, uh, that was 1,500 years roughly before Christ. So uh, from the books of Moses, or from the time of Moses up to uh, the time of Christ was 1,500 years. Okay, from the time of Christ up to us today, it's been uh, about 2,000 years. So just broadly looking at the time time frame of the Bible, um, we're in the last days, and we don't expect that God will allow history to continue for another 1,000 years. Now, he may. We don't really know when Christ is coming, but we do expect him soon. And... Uh, And the tribulation, as I mentioned, uh, the period of judgment is because the sins of the world are ripening right now as we speak. The spirit of Antichrist is growing stronger. There's there's more of a rebellion against God. There's more of a widespread uh, rejection of Jesus Christ as the messenger of God and as the savior of the world. And so what we're seeing right now around the world is Western civilization, which traditionally has been a Judeo-Christian civilization, is wholesale rejecting God and uh, turning away from from Christ, Uh, rejecting Christ and rebelling against God. And so the world system as a whole is um, slowly identifying itself with the spirit of Antichrist and ultimately with the Antichrist himself. And so, um, and so God will not allow this evil world system to continue. Um, he is coming back, and Jesus Christ is coming back to, to reign as the king of uh, here on earth, and he's going to set everything right. And so that's what we're going to talk about here today. And we get this um, from many prophecies, but uh, we're looking specifically here at the end of Revelation right now. We're in Revelation chapter 19, and I'm going to read for you verses 11 through 16. And I want you to keep in mind that uh, this is a vision that John is seeing and he wrote it down for us, this vision that God showed him of things to come. And uh, in, in, in the vision, this follows, uh, or this is on the heels of the climax of the judgments of the tribulation period and the wickedness of mankind. And so um, at, at the height of this, remember the Antichrist with all of his forces is coming against Israel particularly, and wants to destroy Israel, and that's what we know as the Battle of Armageddon. But Jesus Christ is going to come back at the climax of that battle, 
and uh, and destroy the Antichrist and his forces simply with the word of his mouth. And uh, let me read this description for you of Jesus Christ as he comes back to this earth. John says, and I saw in heaven and I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Okay, this isn't humble Jesus coming any longer. Um, he's coming on a white horse, and he's coming to judge his enemies, the Antichrist and all of his followers, this evil world system, and uh, he's coming to make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God." And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So as Christians, we expect Jesus Christ to come back, and when he comes, he's riding a white stallion. And he's coming as the king, uh, coming back to his rebellious um, uh, place, <laughs> this world that he made, He's coming back uh, to put down the rebellion and to restore order. And that's what the, the kingdom is. Uh, when we talk about the kingdom of God, and you've probably heard that term a lot. In fact, movies have been made uh, about that. And, uh, and when we look back in history, we can see the period of the Crusades. And that was Christians going to Israel and trying to set up God's kingdom for him, trying to reclaim Jerusalem for God as if God needed their help. <laughs> it's not... Um, uh, the kingdom of God is precisely that. It's the kingdom of God. It's not a kingdom of man. So in history, the Crusaders were wrong. They got the Bible wrong. Uh, they interpreted it incorrectly, and they thought they were supposed to go set up the kingdom themselves. Well, the Bible actually says that Christ is coming back on a white horse, and he will wage war against the Antichrist. Um, he will. He is the one with the, the sword coming out of his mouth, which is the power of his word to, to speak, and with his word to destroy his enemies. And so Jesus Christ is the conquering king. He's the coming conquering king. Uh, as it says here, he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And uh, he's coming to judge and to make war. And listen to this description of him. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And so this is a fierce figure that's coming. We, we don't know exactly what John saw. He did his best to write it down for us so that we could try to understand 
But uh, whatever John saw, it was a fierce figure, this glorified Jesus coming in in his majesty and glory as the King of kings and Lord of lords on a white horse. And so he comes down in the heat of battle. This is battle in the future, probably a very high-tech war, and uh, mass, massive casualties. Uh, the Bible speaks of the blood that will flow in the valley there. And uh, here comes Christ, and he destroys his enemies, the, the Antichrist, and all of his followers. And by the way, you don't want to be a follower of the Antichrist. If you miss the rapture, you somehow make it through the seven years of tribulation um, and end up in the Battle of Armageddon, um, you're not going to win against Jesus Christ. And so, <laughs> better to bow your knee to him in this life. Um, you're, uh, there's no uh, winning against Jesus. Jesus Christ um, is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he will win. He will have the preeminence. Um, he will rule, as it says here, with a rod of iron. And so he's going to establish his reign on earth, and after he defeats all of his enemies, all those who have bowed the knee to Christ get to come into the kingdom. And basically, it's a worldwide kingdom. And so if you're alive, when, when, uh, after or when Jesus comes with judgment, if you're still alive, it's because uh, you have bowed your knee to Christ. If you haven't, you're already dead. Uh, Jesus will... Uh, totally destroy his enemies. But for those who have bowed the knee to Christ and who have accepted Christ as their Savior, they get to enter into the kingdom of God. Remember what Jesus told Nicodemus back in John chapter 3. He told Nicodemus, Nicodemus was a Jewish leader, he was um, a Pharisee, you must be born again. And he said, if you're not born again, you'll never see the kingdom of God. And so the kingdom of God is, is, is Christ's kingdom all over this world, ruling and reigning over people who bow the knee to Christ. And in fact, he won't allow any open rebellion. Uh, there may be those who are born in the kingdom, um, who don't know Christ Jesus as their Savior, and they may rebel against Jesus, uh, the ruler, the king, they may rebel against him in their hearts, but there will be no open rebellion, and that's because Jesus Christ himself will, uh, will not allow it. He will deal with open rebellion, and there will be peace. It will be a forced peace on this earth by the righteous ruler, Jesus Christ himself. And so Jesus Christ comes back to this earth riding a white horse and defeats his enemies. And then he sets up his kingdom, and for this we're going to read verse 4 of chapter 20. It says, And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, that's the Antichrist, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And so this is the prophecy about the kingdom. 
Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth, and he's going to reign for a thousand years. And uh, the kingdom of God will basically be a restoration of this earth. It's going to be a righteous rule, and uh, there are many unique aspects of the kingdom, which I won't talk about here just for sake of time, but uh, it, it will basically be a restoration of this earth to conditions like there were way back in the Garden of Eden before sin came into the world. And so the kingdom of God really is a time of renewal here on this earth, and it will be a wonderful place. And so uh, for us, the one thing that we want to keep in mind is that Jesus Christ wins. Jesus Christ comes back to this earth as the reigning, conquering king, and he comes in majesty and glory. You want to be on the winning side. Nobody wants to be a loser. And uh, you're if and don't oppose Christ um, because you won't win. Uh, you'll the Antichrist is going down, and so make sure you bow your knee to Christ. And you want to do that in this life before these terrible things come that the Bible talks about. Make sure you know Him. Make sure you have been saved. Make sure you've placed your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ and you've received Him as your Savior. Receive Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for your sins and bow your knee to Him and then you will get to enjoy the kingdom of God for a thousand years. Uh, and then what happens after that? Well, come back next week and I'll discuss event number four that's coming up in Bible prophecy. I'll see you then. Oh,